Yes, it's important that you explain about like why certain characters who were in the previous issue are now no longer in the series. Welcome to Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And this week we're talking about... Rock of Ages. The JLA arc that spanned uh, issues 10 through 15, which was written by Grant Morrison, and mostly featured the team of Howard Porter on pencils, John Dell on inks, and Pat Garrahy on colors. And they were eventually joined by Gary Frank and Greg Land on pencils and Bob McLeod on inks. Because 90s were a crazy time for comics, and Morrison had a bunch of stuff in this issue. That he did. And a lot of questions that Luke is going to answer now. Uh, yeah. Uh, so this... JLA was a book where Morrison didn't really have a lot of power over what was going on in the universe. So, like, I believe the first arc, Superman wasn't Electric Superman, and then in the second arc, it was Electric Superman. And we'll get into some of the uh, stuff. But we start off the arc with an evil version of the Justice League who has shown up. So, it's the standard Justice League. So there's a Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, Green Lantern, and Martian Manhunter. And luckily, the Justice League has some new members, including Aztec, who is working with John Jones, the Martian Manhunter, to coordinate a response to this attack. And they are, like, straight up doing evil murder stuff. And at this point in continuity, Wally West is temporarily off of the team because in the Morrison and Millar run on The Flash... He broke his legs fighting a costume from the future. So he was literally unable to be there and use his powers. And Wonder Woman was dead because of Neron, who is a evil devil. And she was in the process of becoming a god. And then there's Aztec, who is the ultimate man, Uno, who... Uh, Aztec is weird. He was a... He had his own solo series from Grant Morrison and Mark Millar that ended up getting cancelled, which uh, sounds crazy when you say it now. Like, that book could not sustain itself. But it was the 90s. And there only weren't big was... names yet. Morrison was. Was he that big at that time? Yeah. Okay. He had done his uh, really weird Batman graphic novel... And, like, this was post the heavy British invasion, so he had done Animal Man and some other series. But, uh, Aztec, which was the name given to him by the media, is part of the Q Society, where he was raised to be a champion of Quetzalcoatl to battle Tezcatlipoca. I'm butchering that horribly, who is the god of darkness. And he has a techno magic suit. And in his own series, which also had him getting inducted into the team along with a few other members, uh, he, uh, we find out that the Q Society has Lex Luthor putting a lot of money into it. And he 
Luther worked to get Aztec put onto the JLA. Is this evil Luther at that time? What do you mean by evil Luther? Sometimes Luther's not being a dick to everyone, and sometimes he is. Oh, this is straight up, like, if you know the Justice League animated series, this is that level of Luther. This isn't, he's trying to pretend to be his son and uh, dating Supergirl Lex Luthor. Oh, okay. So, the team starts fighting their evil opposites and electric Superman, because Superman is still in his electric form, recognizes that they are hard light holograms and all of the evil Justice League are destroyed by their counterparts and we see that they are being piloted by the... It's called a few different things during this. At this point, I would just call them the JLA Revenge Squad, who are trying to get data about the team. Connor Hawk, who, if you don't remember from our last episode, who is the son of uh, Green Arrow, uh, who took over for Green Arrow, and who joined the team, is trying to lead an evacuation, but almost gets killed by the hologram Martian Manhunter and Wonder Woman. Which, let's talk about that fight for one second, because it's one thing I did not understand. Mm Mm-hmm. Why did Green Lantern shoot a Green Lantern arrow to Green Arrow to then shoot up to kill the two of them? Why didn't he just do it himself? Because that wouldn't have been as cool and creative. I guess. Yeah, Kyle Rayner, who is the only Green Lantern at this point, sort of accidentally saves the day. And John leaves Aztec to try and find the source of an energy field that is approaching Earth from all sides. It leaves in one of the White Martian spaceships that they got when they fought the White Martians at the start of the series. And Connor is really angry about all of the destruction that happened to the city because it was literally being attacked by an evil Justice League. And Aquaman uh, felt something that he recognized when he tried to reach out and uh, fight his doppelganger. And as the team is feeling very bad about what they did, And how they did. They get caught out by a civilian who's like, Hey, what the hell are you doing? You've left the city in shambles. And Batman's like, We have better things to do. So he sends John to look for something because he's been able to partially track the signal of the holograms. But even though he is right in front of the secret asteroid base of the Revenge Squad... He's unable to see it because of a telepathic shield, and we find out that this is all a part of Lex Luthor's plan, who is running the Injustice Gang as a business as opposed to as supervillains. He's going to Wolf of Wall Street them. He's going to identify their weak points, destabilize their figureheads, hunt, uh, headhunt the up-and-coming young shots, and he has a mysterious glowing stone in his hand to help him with this. Which is a really good idea, because this was when Luther, as part of the 90s reboot, Luther was a businessman as opposed to the Superman scientist. Like, he's still very smart, but he's not going to make his own death guns. He'll have his... He'll make the R&D department do that for him. Yeah, this is the Lex Luthor who was able to eventually get elected president. Comics are crazy, Devin. Mm-hmm. So, John reaches his destination and sees the energy wave that is coming towards Earth, and he's sort of horrified at it. And Luther promises that in three days, the Justice League will be no more. So on day one, 
we find out that Luther is just really angry at the uh, JLA because Superman joined it. Because before it was just a bunch of superheroes and he wasn't really concerned. But he sees Superman joining this team as a personal affront. So he has assembled his own team of opposites to everybody. So Luther is the opposite of Superman. Joker is on for Batman. Sears is on for Wonder Woman, who, as I mentioned, isn't on the team anymore. Orm, the Ocean Master and Aquaman's brother, is on for Aquaman. Mirror Master is on for The Flash, and because he's being paid, Dr. Light is on for Green Lantern, and this is before Identity Crisis ruined Dr. Light forever. And Jim is on for Martian Manhunter. And I take it you don't know about Jim, right, Devin? Nope. So Jim is not actually a evil alien. Like, the first few times that I read this, I thought it was Despero. The guy from, uh, like, Justice League with the third eye. Mm-hmm. And, like, the fins, but it is not. Uh, it's Jim, who is an alien from space who has telekinetic abilities, and Lex Luthor has just captured him. He's normally a good guy. Just not a very popular character. And so Lex Luthor has Jim under control to balance out Martian Manhunter. And L- Luthor is interesting here because he's not really happy that people were hurt or killed and that's what's making his team different and so they're planning on this whole multi-part attack to destroy the JLA on day two the Aquaman copy appeared and stole a section of the ocean and Superman was able to track the signal into orbit and Batman has quickly realized that they are fighting an anti-justice league Uh, There are some posts about air being stolen from the desert, but that's when a call comes in that the stolen ocean water has been dropped on California in the San Fernando Valley. Kyle Rayner goes in to help Green Arrow, while John and Superman try and find the space satellite that the signal is coming from. And back at the base, Flash is fully healed up, and he's back in the storyline now. He's working with uh, Aquaman and Aztec, when Metron of the New God shows up and warns him that they must find the Philosopher's Stone. Do you know about Metron, Devin? Nope. Do you know about the New Gods? No, uh, vaguely. So, the New Gods were Jack Kirby's creation when he came over. He, They were his biggest creation, I'd say, when he came over to DC. The basic premise is that there's a good world, new genesis, and a bad world. Uh, apocalypse. Yeah. Dark side rules apocalypse. High father rules New Genesis. They were at war for thousands of years until they decided to swap sons. So High father's son Scott Free went over to Apocalypse. Dark side's son Orion went over to New Genesis. Orion was turned good because good will always defeat evil, and Scott Free became Mister Miracle because he could not be corrupted by evil and with the love of his life, Big Barter, they ended up escaping because good defeats evil. Speaking of, are you excited that they're making a Mr. Miracle comic book? Uh, the team sounds very interesting, and there's also like the weird Mike Allred bug comic that came out this week that's also just bringing in a bunch of very strange uh, Kirby concepts, like Sandman. Nice. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that new team on the uh, Mr. Miracle book sounds interesting, so I'll probably give it a try. Because I've heard really good things about, uh, it's Tom King who's writing it. He also did Vision, that was really well acclaimed. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I bought the first trade of that on the Marvel sale that they're doing. I read some of it on Marvel Unlimited. I need to remember to get on there, but I don't often do that. So... As Superman and John reach the base, they find out that this is where the oxygen that was stolen went to, and the entire base is a hard light hologram being controlled by the stone that Lex Luthor has. Luthor gives the stone to Joker, who turns it into a funhouse maze, and because Joker's mind doesn't work logically, John makes his brain resemble the Joker's so they can find an escape because he'll no longer be looking for logic. And Kyle ended up saving the San Fernando Valley from the flood by turning into a giant head that sucked up all the water. And as he and Connor get coffee and deal with some existential crises by feeling that they're really not good enough on the team, Circe uh, comes over in disguise as a psychologist and works to get them against the team. She gets Connor to wonder where Superman was when his father, Green Arrow, died. And Green Lantern is feeling really uncomfortable, so he leaves. And it is a major point of canon that Superman was there to see Oliver Queen die so he could verify that Oliver Queen was actually dead. How did Oliver Queen die? Plane explosion. Completely atomized. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Could Superman he, have done anything to save him? Not really. Oh, okay. I mean, he probably could have done something, but it was... Oh, this is episode one... This is issue 100 and issue 101. We want uh, it to be really big. We're switching over to this new green arrow. So, let's have him die and let's make sure that he's actually dead so he can't come back easily. Nice. He came back when reality got punched really hard. Yep. I believe. Good job, Superboy. Well, no, this wasn't that reality punch. It was another event. Oh, even better. Yeah, I believe it was Darkest Night or Longest Night or something like that. Oh, Blackest Night? No. That came later. I was going to say, I knew that was relatively, relatively recent. Yeah, that was back when I was working in a comic store. Anyways, uh, Lex goes over the origin of how he found the uh, stone, which he got from a drug lord who had been killed, and it has many weird powers, including it's able to be shaped by thought, which is why Luther has been using Jim to manipulate it, and he controls Jim, so that is how that works. In New York City, Matches Malone, which is Batman's crime identity tracks down plastic man and threatens to light him on fire unless he listens and joins him john guides superman through the maze that they are in and at the end they find the only real item in the entire base which is a cd player and when superman uses his electric powers to read it he finds the words dear superman your optical scan triggers the bomb and the base explodes, which is some great comic book shit. Yes. Like, this is such a weird This, this is a weird, weird, yeah. Like, it is very comic book. Also, the pacing feels very weird to me. Yeah. 
age just because it, it it is weird like i remember when i was originally reading this i was like i i don't know how i feel about this just because of the pacing uh back at the jla base metron warns aquaman flash and uh aquaman and flash that they need to find the philosopher's stone to prevent dark side from getting it metron uses his mother box to upgrade their teleporters so they're able to go through time Aquaman wants to reach out to John, but when he tries to, Jim blocks the signal and makes him think that everything is fine. So Flash, Aquaman, and Green Lantern feel safe going with Metron, who has been acting shifty. Though it's hard to tell because Metron is normally a very disconnected person. And in the Batcave, Batman reveals that he knows Lex Luthor is behind the plan, and he knows that Lex Luthor isn't planning and he knows that Lex Luthor isn't expecting to fight another businessman. And that's when Batman starts designing the hostile takeover. With some stock manipulations, pinning some uh, underhanded business tactics on him, getting Luthor subpoenaed. Calling him into the FCC. Yep, that was a good series. So the three JLA members get sent through time and space, and we follow Kyle Rayner, who was sent to a world where someone had a fake copy of the Philosopher's Stone. There was another world that he was stuck in that he thought was perfect until he realized that he was in an illusion because he was like in that field of poppies from the Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. which was really great because the, perp- because the perfect world was all green because, you know, like the town Wizard of Oz. Yeah, Emerald City. Which, you know, it, it's a fun illusion. He ended up in a world that had a black sun and hundreds of dead heroes until he finally reached the fortress where he is now, which is in Wonderworld, where he met Moat, who is a hero who is like a small size changing hero. He is normal scale for Kyle, but that's just because all the other heroes are like hundreds of feet tall. And on the Revenge Squad satellite, Lex Luthor watches the explosion, and we find out that Superman absorbed the energy of the blast, but not the light from it. And Martian Manhunter recognized the alien telepath, and he has noted that the members of the Justice League who are on the satellite, except for Aztec, are now all gone. They decide to deal with the Revenge Squad first, and the two of them get a chunk of rock the same size as the Revenge Squad satellite base and throw it on course to destroy the Revenge Squad satellite, which is great. Yes. That's how you destroy a good old-fashioned satellite. Yeah, that's what the X-Men should have done whenever Magneto starts up Asteroid M. You just throw your own asteroid at it. Seriously returns with uh, Connor, who wants them to shut down the JLA just because he sees how dangerous it can be. And Luther in return wants the codes to shut down all but one of the communication channels, which Connor does with the promise that nobody will end up getting hurt. Back on the JLA satellite, Metron leaves Aztec behind, and that is when Lex Luthor contacts Aztec, explaining that he paid millions to have part of the Q Society to have someone on the team, because he really doesn't believe in the whole Q Society's idea that there is a great god of darkness coming. And he wants to destroy this current version of the Justice League and start one that Luther would control with Aztec as a member. 
Aztec refuses to go along with Luther because he believes that the Shadow God is coming. And Luther's like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to teleport 12 nuclear missiles onto your base so you can either agree with me or in like 40 minutes or so, these are going to, uh, these nuclear missiles are going to kill you and destroy the base and nobody will be able to stop that whole god of darkness you're worried about. Which is a great way of using somebody's fear and faith against them. Mm-hmm. Old Lex Luthor, he knows what to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like the story, in a way, works a lot better when you're explaining it through notes than, like, just reading it in a way. Oh, I agree. This is, like, what makes way more sense than when I was reading it. Yeah, like, there's a lot of high concepts going on that are there, but they're not very clear. Like, there isn't a point where Luther's like, I'm using your own ideas and faith against you. But when you talk about it, it's it, it's that good shit. Back on Wonder World, Moat leads Kyle to the Flash and Aquaman, and we see some artifacts of the Wonder World heroes, like Quick, which is a Petri Dish universe, which is actually a recurring thing in Morrison's stories. So you remember in All-Star Superman, when Superman made his own Earth, the uh, yeah. Earth Q? That led to the creation of Superman as the idea. Yeah. It is something... This is another version of that. And the idea is that gods may be needed... Well, and the idea is that there always needs to be this next level of gods that are going to be ready. And after this, we may want to tackle... Well, after DC 1 million, we may want to tackle the Ultramarine Corps which was in JLA classified and part of the Seven Soldiers, just to wrap up that end. Because Morrison does a lot of building. And, like, if you aren't paying attention, you can miss how weird and interconnected everything is. Anyways, the uh, heroes are all united, and they find out that they all had uh, similar adventures, like Aquaman ended up on a world that had water instead of air, and he fought an octopus god. Because... 90s Aquaman is pretty great. It's when he got his when he when he stopped looking quite like a Super Friends just or uh, Aquaman. Yeah, well, I mean that can be really good, like Brave and Bull. I like Super. Did. I like uh, Super Friends Aquaman. So the team of heroes on Wonder World is called the Theocracy. The Superman analog hero is called Adam One, who talks about how he was created by the gods to tame the original world, which took a billion years. And these dudes are looking for the anti-sun, and they want these three heroes from the Justice League to join their army of heroes from 10,000 worlds. Some of the other heroes include Nightmare, who is a giant man with a horse skull, with a sidekick named Nemo, who is your Batman and Robin type. There's the Glimmer, who we don't see here, who is a giant blue speedster who appears later. There is Blacksmith, who is a giant man who is on fire. There is the Goddess, who is a four-armed woman who is breastfeeding a baby in one arm and carries a spear in the other, which is pretty great metaphor if you're only going to have one female superhero on the team. Mm-hmm. And then there is the robot who is on blue fire. And 
Kyle explains how when he was drifting through the universes, he went on, uh, when he was on the Dead World, he ran into Our Man from the year 85,330. And Our Man explains that because the Philosopher's Stone is being used, is being misused, he needs to stop it. And he's met Kyle before in his timeline, but this is Kyle's first meeting with him. And Metron tricked the heroes, and they now must stop the JLA from beating the Justice Gang. Otherwise, they'll destroy the Philosopher's Stone, which will allow the world to be taken over by Darkseid. The gods of Wonderworld refuse the call to help the JLA because their battles are so much bigger. And so Aquaman demands that they get sent home to their own world. The robot offers to let them use the Hyper Wheel, which is sort of like the uh, Cosmic Treadmill, except even bigger. But they need to know exactly where and when they were headed. And they uh, figure they can get wherever, they're, wherever they need to go because they have baby boxes, which are smaller versions of Mother Boxes, from Metron. Mother Boxes are new Genesis technology that has various powers including calming, disguises, and a lot of other things. I've got a mother box skin for my iPhone. Nice. Think of, think of them as like superhero level iPhones that Jack Kirby created. Okay. Uh, Flash starts running in the hyperwheel, and he's pulling Green Lantern and Aquaman in Green Lantern construct chairs, and they end up moving so fast that they get turned into information. Back on Earth... Batman Nerds. has outbid. Yes. Back on Earth, Batman has outbid Lex Luthor to hire Mirror Master, who wasn't really happy about all the killing, because he's a Flash villain. He's in it for the money. And so Batman was able to hire him by donating money to the orphanage where he grew up. He's like, never underestimate the sentimentality of a Scot of a Scottish man. It's like, yeah, because he's Grant Morrison, isn't he? This version of the Mirror Master first showed up in Morrison's Animal Man. Oh, okay. Yep. And uh, Batman is now prepared to take down the Injustice Gang. In three minutes. Mm-hmm. Flash, Aquaman, and Kyle Rayner end up reaching the Earth, only to find out that they were pulled in by the baby boxes 15 years into the future from where they wanted to come from. And... Earth is completely under Darkseid's control. Aquaman's consciousness has entered into his future body, where all of Earth is now polluted. Darkseid has used the anti-life equation to subjugate the entire planet. And after like spending some time trying to find his way, he runs into Wonder Woman, who is alive again, and uh, is fighting a bunch of swarm troopers who are sort of like parademons except less intense. And Wonder Woman notes that one of these swarm troopers recently went rogue. Here's a they question for to... you, Luke. Oh, no, go ahead. Finish your no, little go ahead. As we keep seeing the art change and we see Aquaman's hair turn gray and he's getting a slightly longer beard, do you mm -hmm. think that this is, a pre this is the actual prequel and that Aquaman is secretly Dumbledore? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that would be wonderful if uh, Aquaman became Dumbledore in the Harry Potter timeline. And this is how he got the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> oh, you made me cough laugh so much. Yes. Your <laughs> If you die, this doesn't count as murder. <laughs> okay. So. So they start to uh, get cornered until they escape into the sewers where they find the rogue swarm trooper, which is Kyle Rayner, whose mind had been left empty when he was converted into a swarm trooper, so he was just able to pop back into his body. Uh, Wally West, the Flash, meanwhile, has found out that he has lost not only his connection to the Speed Force, but his entire body is also unhealthy, so he cannot run anymore. And Someone so they, got that. Yeah. So they team up with the JLA in Detroit, and the JLA is Amazo, who is the robot android, who is the android who can copy powers of the Justice League. Argent, who is a former member of the Teen Titans, who has plasma powers, sort of like Green Lantern. Uh, Ray Palmer, the Atom, a black female version of Aztec. And Connor Hawk is back on the team, because that guy... And, and now he's sporting the very um, stylish green arrow goatee. Yes. And we find out that the JLA, when they destroyed the Philosopher's Stone, Darkseid was able to come in and somehow use the energy. They don't really explain how destroying the Philosopher's Stone allowed Darkseid to take over. Magic. But... Sure. That's what I assume. Uh, Just uh, dark. Darkseid ended up turning Lois Lane into a uh, swarm trooper, which made Superman Mercy kill her, and then his containment suit broke and he ended up dying. Desaad, who was the master of torture for, Apocal for the world of Apocalypse, captured Batman. Aztec One was killed and the rest of the heroes were sent to the moon for processing. On New Genesis, which also fell to Darkseid... Darkseid is looking for Metron, as well as a depowered version of his son, Orion. And Desaad finds that uh, Granny Goodness, who had become Grandmother Box, has found Orion. The Justice League heads to Las Vegas, which is Desaad's base. Adam tries to go through the phone line and has to fight nanobots inside. And they lose contact with him. So they lead a assault in, but they find out that nobody is resisting them. And it turns out that eight years ago, Batman defeated Desaad in a battle of wits and was able to replace him. Because this is the Morrison era where you can never actually defeat Batman and he's always ten steps ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Though here it generally makes sense. Like, uh, and they keep with this idea especially during Final Crisis, where you literally see Batman bound to a uh, chair where Desaad is trying to make clones of him. Uh, well, no, it's not Desaad, but uh, they're trying to make clones of Batman, and none of the clones are able to survive because they can't deal with Batman's psyche. It's weird. We may cover Final Crisis someday. One. Anyways. Yes. Anyways, Darkseid now plans to return to Earth and finish turning it into a concentration camp. Not really sure why he stopped doing that, but comics. Batman puts on his suit and reveals that he 
made Desaad convert himself into a cube. And he has used that to communicate with the dark side to keep it hidden that he was Batman and not Desaad. And now they are going to try and steal Metron's chair so the team can go back in time. And Batman suggests that they attack the moon while Darkseid is going to appear on Metropolis. So in the zombie factory on the moon, uh, Argent and Aztec attack, but Argent gets heavily damaged by a shot. Meanwhile, back in Vegas, Batman opens the uh, boom tube to the second assault team that is going to take them to Metron directly. Well, Connor, Adam, and... Amazo. It said Amazon there, and I was like, what? Uh, attack from the outside of the base to draw troops away. Well, Batman, Wonder Woman, and Flash, Aquaman, and Kyle Rayner are going to try and get onto Metron. We'll try and get onto Metron's chair. So they launch their attack on Darkseid. Amazo gets hacked into by the anti-life equation, pretty much. He gets disabled, which it's like, I guess you just needed to have some sort of casualty here. Amazo didn't do much. Nope. It'll make the stakes higher now, Luke. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows that's what a good old-fashioned killing does. So, Batman faces down Metron and asks him if he knows the one thing that not even Darkseid knows, which would be information that he'd lose if he uh, continues to allow Darkseid to take over. And Metron's like, what? I know everything. And, Dark Side's and Batman's like, do you know what it means to be human? To record the experience as a flesh and blood person? And Batman's like, I bet you can't even. I bet you can't even do it. And Metron's like, I do not lack the power. And so he turns himself human and Batman punches him out of the chair. Steals the chair, pumps him full of hypnotic drugs... And then sends the three heroes to return home and prevent this world from happening. Which is a great moment. Yep. That sucker punch an uh, image right there was, like, perfect. Yeah. That look on Metron's face. Did you know what happened, uh, like, a similar thing happened maybe a year and a half ago in DC Comics when, like, all the Justice League became new gods for a while? Before Rebirth? No. Uh, so Batman stole Metron's chair and became the new Metron, and then he tried to find out who the Joker was. Like oh, Joker yeah, I knew that was identity. a thing. You, you know what Joker's secret identity turned out to be? No. There were three Jokers. Wait, what? There were three Jokers. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, the big conclusion of this was... Let's see who the Joker really is. And then it's like, no, it can't be. And so for months, there was like all these questions of like who the Joker would be and who his secret identity was and how they would make this actually pay off and not be horrible. Because Joker works best when he is sort of a force of nature. No, I agree. The more you, the more you pin him down to a single origin, the worse he is because then he's... Same with Wolverine. In a way. It was not as uh, good when he started, he suddenly started remembering everything, just like Origins was a stupid book. 
Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Uh, oh, wait, actually, yeah. oh, actually, without bringing up one thing, but do you know what other uh, magical secret also paid off and was actually pretty good? What? Why Thor lost the hammer. Because he wasn't doing good with it? Well, because, like, all the gods are, like, secretly evil. Yeah. But it was like, oh, look at you, Jason Aaron. You actually, like, brought this all around and actually pulled it off. Good for you. Yeah. The reveal was that there were three Jokers, which I don't think they've really touched on at all. Probably not, and that's probably gone now of Rebirth. Well, no. Well, maybe. But it sort of explains why you get three very different types of Jokers. That's fair. Yeah, no, it it was revealed in Rebirth. It was revealed in Rebirth. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So. I don't know how I I like that, though. Like, I, I get that there's three different types of Jokers, but... Yeah. Well, you have your, like, Alan Moore killing joke style. You have your classic big old machines and goof-em-ups. And then you have your, like, gritty DC 52 reboot where he cuts off his own face. Yes. It, it, nobody saw that one coming. I will say that. Oh, no, yeah. No, I, I, I knew that they had done, that that's what he was looking for, but I never saw what the reveal was. Uh, so anyways, the fight continues, Granny blasts the heck out of Wonder Woman until she re-emerges and literally breaks through the grandmother box because Batman distracted her. The face, uh, they face down Darkseid and his army, but because he has a personal shield, Batman instructs the Atom to come in and help. Aztec and the dying Argent are surrounded by Darkseid's forces on the moon. So Aztec explodes her fourth dimensional matter, making a explosion that you can see from space, killing everybody in the zombie factory. Orion, meanwhile, was able to escape. He's lost his godhood, pretty much. And we see him heading towards some unspecified goal. Back in Metropolis, Darkseid kills Batman with the Omega Beams and then realizes that Metron is now gone. Wow, I... My notes just really fell apart here. Someone started getting a little too sick. I'm also running at like four hours of sleep because I was up late last night playing Persona. That's fair. Mm -hmm. So, Green Arrow and Adam come in. Green Arrow shoots a arrow with Adam on it. And the arrow breaks, but... Why did I keep writing Flash everywhere? I don't know, because I was confused when I was like looking at your notes and like, I thought he went back in time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the arrow breaks, but Adam is able to ride the energy into Darkseid's brain, and he just starts destroying it, which is fantastic. And the Black Racer appears to collect Darkseid. The Black Racer is an aspect of death that specifically comes for the new gods. Elsewhere, Orion also sees the Black Racer and reveals that he has the Genesis Box, which is going to convert the entire universe into energy and remake it without Darkseid's evil in it. And Orion, as the god of war and as the son of Darkseid, 
he fulfills his ultimate destiny as the Destroyer and sets it off, wiping that universe from existence. Back in the past, we have a standoff with Batman, Martian Manhunter, and Superman vs. the Injustice Squad as Superman prepares to destroy the Philosopher's Stone. In the year 85,271, we see our man's teacher instructing him about the Philosopher's Stone, a.k.a. the Whirligog, a.k.a. the Hourglass of the Gods, which is a mirror of the universe containing all of it, from the Big Bang to the Omega Point. You ready to learn about the Whirligog, Devin? Teach me about this Big Bang Theory, Luke. So in 1984, there was a series called DC Superpowers, which was ostensibly a way to get Jack Kirby money by having him redesign a bunch of characters that he had initially designed for a toy line that they could use to compete with the Masters of the Universe that was popular at the time. Chris Sims wrote about this article because the book is really hard to come by, so I'm cripping most of my notes from this. R.I.P. Comics Alliance, Morn you until I join ya, as our good friend James Lisk says. Anyways, the fifth issue of this series, which was the wrap-up of this first arc, was the only issue in the volume that Jack Kirby wrote and drew. And the premise was that Darkseid had given a bunch of villains like Lex Luthor, Joker, and Penguin superpowers to distract the Justice League and sent them tumbling through time and space, which would allow him to prepare for an invasion of the Earth. Luckily, the heroes and villains were gathered by Metron using the Whirlagog to stop them from bouncing around in time and space before Darkseid sent in his four armies to take over the Earth. Metron's mind ended up, instead of like having all the teams split up and use their powers to fight these armies, Metron used their energy to power up his mind so that he was able to mess with where they would be traveling through in the boom tubes. So one army was sent to 80,000 AD where the future security stopped them by sending them into space where they died. Another army was sent back to the past where they turned into cavemen because of reasons and they all killed one another. Another army was sent to Atlantis, where they all drowned, and the last army was sent to a universe created by the Joker, where they ended up going mad for, like, a thousand years, I believe it said. Whirlagog! Hooray! Yeah, that's the origin of the Whirlagog, Devin. Okay. Anyways, the Injustice Gang is gloating over their perceived victory, but Aztec still refuses to bend to Luther's will. And Batman is getting ready. He has the coordinates of the satellite from Mirror Master and reveals that they already have three people up there. Mirror Master, Plastic Man, who was sent to wake up Jim, and Connor. So, John, the Martian Manhunter, uh, Superman, and Batman go in. And in the past few issues, we've seen Joker messing around with Jim. And back on the Injustice Gang... Satellite Orm finds that the real Joker has been tied up. Luther just straight up shoots the fake Joker in the face, revealing him to be Plastic Man, which is great, because at the end of the previous issue, we saw an empty Joker suit on the ground that was unexplained. And the heroes teleport in. Orm frees the Joker, who criticizes his weird trident, and mentions that, oh yeah, it increases my powers because I got it from the Demon Neuron, but it hurts me if I let go of it. 90s DC was weird. And that trident is weird because it's like a circle with a stick 
And at first it's like, that's not a trident, that's like a circle stick. But then you find out, oh no, there are literally three points on there. Remember that nice trident that uh, Jason Momoa's Superman, or Aquaman has, Luke? Yep. Even though it's got more... The five points. Yep. It's the quad city dent. Yes. So the rock that Superman threw into space starts to come closer to Luther's satellite. Luther wants to blow it up, but Connor reveals that he got burnt. The weapons are disabled, and the teleporter will only go towards the JLA base, where Luther sent those nukes to. But Luther's not really sweating it. He still has the Philosopher's Stone. Plastic Man tries to deal with Sears by hitting on her. And uh, Batman, Superman, and Martian Manhunter appear. Mirror Master reveals that he got a better offer and turns down Luther's offer of more money. Dr. Light prepares to reactivate the holograms as Orm runs off. And Joker runs to the armory. Plastic Man hitting on Sears gets turned into a pig. And the countdown goes to her goes to three minutes until impact. Connor deactivates the Revenge Squad holograms literally by just shooting an arrow into the machine. Plastic Man reveals that being turned into a pig will not stop him since he controls his atoms and he is even more attracted because Plastic Man, I guess, is really horny. Uh, Luther refuses to give up and has Dr. Light increase the wavelengths of visible light, which means that he is able to control Superman's form by turning him into radio waves and sending him off into space. Luther came prepared with lenses, so everyone on his team would still be able to see in this case, because Luther is a very good planner. Then he has nice perk and, packages for his team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Plastic Man is still messing around with Sears, who keeps trying to turn him into an animal, but it does not work. Orm tries to attack Connor, who is able to flip him around and steal his trident, which presumably causes him lots of pain. And Batman has John reach out to Jim. Luther starts using the Philosopher's Stone bottling Plastic Man up, but that is when Jim wakes up and knocks at both Luther and Dr. Light, making them lose their concentration. Superman returns since he bounced off the satellite and Lex Luther is officially routed. The Joker returns and shoots Jim, but... Plastic Man knocks him out in a panel that is really bad because this is when we get into the filler artists. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling that up now. Damn. I forgot how bad that was. And Superman is ready to destroy the Philosopher's Stone, but John ended up protecting it because he got a signal from Kyle warning them not to destroy it. Everyone evacuates the satellite. Metron reverts to good since the evil future that he had been a part of no longer exists. And Superman gives the stone to Metron who notes that it is actually a fake because it turns out that late movie spoiler, Joker has the real one. Joker ends up opening up a 10,000 mile grid on the earth killing millions of people. But John goes and makes Joker temporarily sane and remorseful which takes a lot of strain on his mind. And Joker undoes what he did from the attack. And then Lex Luthor gets him to also undo the damage from the attack on Star City by the Revenge Squad Harlight Holograms. And then Flash steals back the stone. Since nobody actually died in Star City and nobody was killed, 
they are unable to, with bullshit comic book reasons, arrest the Injustice Gang because they haven't done anything anymore. And Luther vanishes using a device he got from Mirror Master and leaves a free man with the rest of the Injustice Gang stuck on the JLA satellite. Jim gets saved by Aztec, who has been pretending to be a doctor, and John. And Metron reveals that the World of Gog is also a map of all time and space, and that Earth will soon need to be fortified for protection. Superman flies into Luther's office back on Earth and tries to confront him. Since he used Mirror Master's tech to escape, and Superman says that he believes that there is a good man inside of Luther. Which is interesting, because currently in continuity... Lex Luthor is a Superman. Yes. Which, I don't read enough DC stuff, but I am really interested in a lot of their premises. Do you think it pays off, Luke? I've heard about a lot of the payoffs, and they've been really good. Uh, So, Connor and Aztec end up deciding to both quit the team counter because it's literally I'm a guy who shoots arrows I should not be handling things that might destroy the earth and Aztec because he feels compromised because he found out about Luther's involvement Metron ends up visiting Wonder World as he checks around all of time and space and he tells the heroes that they will not be the one who ultimately face Mageddon the anti-sun and then he goes to meet with his pupil who is the hour man robot. Uh, Metron asks our man to watch over time and grants him the Whirligog, and a mysterious figure with a Superman-esque costume appears and mentions that he is preparing to call Justice Legion A. 833 centuries earlier, though, Batman, Superman, and Aquaman, the only original members of the Justice League that are still around, all agree to disband the JLA until they figure out how to further proceed. And that is Rock of Ages. So, you liked it more with an explanation? Yeah, it was better than explanation. Yeah, it's... It is heady. Like, I... I mean, like, I, I obviously got, like, the gist of it, but, like, especially, too, of, like, not knowing, like some of the other stuff that's going on in DC at the time made it even more confusing. Yeah, it's like a very well-regarded run, but it's also not something that you would give to a person who is unfamiliar with DC. Yes, I would agree with that. Okay, so it has been a while since we've done Trials of the Multiverse, so we have some Earths to add on from starting back with All-Star Superman because we'll want to save all the time we can get for DC 1 million next week which is where this is which is what happened after these issues cuz it was not actually in the main JLA series it was a limited edition mini series that also crossed over into every book at the time or almost every book so that's what we'll be tackling next week but we have seven worlds to add on so are you ready, Devin? Let's do it. So it's been a while since we've done one of these. Our list is currently 404 items long. And uh, 
At the top is what if J. Jonah Jameson adopted Spider-Man. And at the bottom is still Spidey Baby Universe. So where do we want to put All-Star Superman? I love All-Star Superman. I know so, you love All-Star Superman, Luke. But I feel like you probably love it less. A bit. I still did think that was a good book. Okay. So we're not gonna be uh, we're not gonna be having a split up again like we did for that Wild West one. No, no. Though that would give us more time to prepare for DC one. No, no, we're not. We're not. Uh, well, yeah, actually, DC there there is a book that I said that I was thinking we could do for next week, but it, uh, if we want to do straight into one million. What work. book? Well, we have one of the well, because next week is actually the official release of Alien, and there are the several Batman or Superman crossovers. Are those available in Comicsology? I was actually I was looking uh, as we started this when we we're doing our bonus one. One of the series is it's Alien, it's Batman, Superman, Alien, and versus Predator. Okay, yeah, we're doing that next week. <laughs> Uh, just because DC One Million is literally an omnibus with like a bunch of titles. Oh, and cool! It's spent. I spent like four out, four or five hours getting all the notes together for this episode, and that's going to have a lot more continuity. So, yeah, next week more filler. Just one more week. Yes, yes, because. I've also got a bunch of shit going on this week that I need to prepare for, and the week after, I may have a vacation week. Oh, it looks like all the Batman ones are on there, though. Okay, yeah. So we can do the uh, Batman Alien? Yeah. Yeah. We can do Batman Aliens and Batman Alien. Is that two series? No, it's one series. Yeah, we'll do... I can't tell. No, there is two series. Yeah, so we'll do Batman Aliens and Superman and Batman Alien Predator next week. Well, there is also Batman well, Aliens oh, oh. 2. 2. I hope it's not picking... Oh, no, that's just issue 2. No, if you type in Batman Aliens, there's Batman Aliens 1997, number one, Batman slash Aliens 1997, two, but then there is Batman Aliens 2, 2002, number one, two, and three. And then Batman, Superman, Batman versus Aliens slash Predator. Uh, okay, so here's the collection that has Batman Aliens uh, 1 and 2, Superman Batman Aliens, Predator, and Wildcats Aliens, so. Purchased. So we'll cover all of those next week. Cool. I had one of the Superman Alien books when I was a kid. Cara didn't make it off. Well, uh, let's get to ranking All-Star Soups. Oh, since actually I'll spoil it, since there was no, since it's not on Comixology, Superman does not get, gets the face hugger on him. But luckily, he's able to make it to Earth's Yellow Sun in time and is able to kill the uh, chest burster inside of him. <laughs> and then he, like, throws it up. Comics, everybody. Yep. <sighs> okay. So, 
uh, All-Star Superman. I I at least want to put it above Morph's Homeworld. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept that. Because, I mean, Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane is a lot more easy to get into. Mm-hmm. So, yep. our new number eight is Earth question mark, All-Star Superman. And then under that, or right after that, we have Earth Q from All-Star Superman, which is the world that Superman created. Where they... I'm not going to lie, Superman I don't remember what was going on there. So Superman wanted to create life, mm-hmm. and life in turn ultimately led to the creation of Superman. As a comic character. Oh, yes. Which I think is a very good concept. Yeah. And it's a cool concept. How do you feel about that compared to Egyptia? It's cooler than that. Uh, Superman Red Sun, which is ironically very similar in a way. I like Superman Red Sun more. Okay. So, Earth Q from All-Star Superman is our new number 36. Uh, after that, we have uh, Earth question mark from the Keys Dream World. Do you remember that? What was Devin's bullcrap up world? Oh, that was the uh, Spiderfly effect. Oh, okay. So, after that, we have the uh, Keys Dream World. So, you remember that one from last week? That was just the whole episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I do remember with that one. All, with all the uh, concepts? Yeah. How do you feel about that compared to Old Man Logan, since it was a very similar old take on superheroes except inverted? I like Old Man Logan more because I didn't think this one was fleshed out enough. Um, how, how do you feel about it compared to Tricky Dick Deadpool? Well, that's Tricky Dick Deadpool. Uh, that was from the Deadpool. It's literally the just... The Yep. Okay. Um, so I don't remember him. I will give it higher than that. Okay. Well, then I'll have us put it at number 48, right under Mondo City 1, which was from an episode you were not on. It's true. Uh, that was one of the uh, Judge Dredd-type worlds. Yes. So our new number 48 is the Key's Dream World. So... Then we have four, well, no, we we can also put on Aquaman's, Aquaman, Fought, Octo, God. Uh, so we have Wonder World, which is technically not a universe, but it is part of the DC cosmology, and we have Limbo on here. As a similar comparison. Yeah. And Chronopolis. Uh, you get more of uh, Wonder World later on at the end of Morrison's run. Where you actually have Mageddon the Anti-Sun who turns out to be the god that Aztec is waiting for show up. And they get the hell beaten out of him. Oh, is Darkseid not the, the god? No. Nope. Okay. Mageddon is literally 
a weapon that the original gods made to fight. Oh, okay. Mm hmm And, uh, yeah, if you look at the Morrison cosmology chart, on the exact opposite side is the bottled world from Convergence, which is kind of great. Yeah. As the polar opposite of it. Um, but yeah, Wonder World, the world where literally the heroes are incredibly big, where even the smallest one is our size, and where their adventures are even greater. It, it's very conceptual. Uh, trying to find something similarly conceptual to put it up against. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to the once in future Marvel fanfiction? Yeah, it's better than that. Morph some world. Um, not as good. Okay, so our new number 10 is Wonder World. Uh, after that, we have the universe where Green Lantern fought the guy who had the fake Philosopher's Stone. Just because we need some DC junky universes on here. Mm-hmm. Um... How do you feel about that compared to Pirate Johnny's World from the Fantastic Four Dark Reign? I like Pirate Johnny's World more. Uh, what if Ghost Rider was a villain? God, uh, it is better that than that. One... Yep. We are getting really good at the uh, getting them in two. That we are. Uh, the Illusion Poppy Field. I liked Illusion Poppy Field. Yeah. Like, when I realized this time that it was like, oh, it's literally Wizard of Oz shit. That that was good. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to Cyclops had Lobster Blasts? It's better than Lobster Blast Cyclops. Uh, better than Key's Dream World? Yeah, I like more than Key's Dream World. Uh, how about Little Red Spiderhood? Not as good as Little Red Spiderhood. Uh, hashtag trust cap. Better. So our new number 41 is the Illusion Poppy Field from Rock of Ages. Uh, after that is Aquaman fought Octo God, which... I feel like we should probably scroll up higher for that. How do you feel about it compared to Anansi's world? Better. From these, uh, the expanded House of M universe? Better. Venom Punisher? Not as good. Yeah. So our new number 20 is Earth question mark. Aquaman fought Octo God. I'd, I'd love to see that battle. Personally. Agreed. And then the last one we have is Earth question mark where... Mag oh, wait, up. No, we have one more after that. We have Earth question mark where Mageddon destroyed all. That was the one with all the statues of dead hero. Yeah. All the, yeah, in the black sun. Uh, how about... Uh, how do you feel about it compared to... Spider-Man um, Rain. Uh, sure. Oh, we see a lot of heroes, or statues of dead heroes. Um, 
I don't know better than Spider-Man Rain. Yeah. I feel like it was a lot stronger of a premise because Spider-Man Rain is down at 228. How do you feel about it compared to Danger times Ultron where to the Danger Room and Ultron hooked up? I like it better than that. Uh, scrolls took over the Earth. I don't remember which Earth that was that they took over. Um, yeah, me neither. I only really remember Scroll oh. Gladiators, and that's not that one. Yeah. Magic left the Morlock kids in limbo. Ooh, I do like that one. Not as well, good as Magic. Okay, right under that is uh, Sabretooth's Garbage Son. It's better than Sabretooth's Garbage Son. Okay. Sabretooth's Garbage Son was the Exiles one where it was the shitty Richard's gray kid. Oh, yes. And then the last one we have is the dark future of the anti-life equation where Darkseid won. Let's compare that to another one where the bad guy won. Age of Ultron. <laughs> no, it's a lot better than Age of Ultron. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to uh, Superman Red Sun? Uh, it's, it's cooler than Superman Red Sun. Uh, Peter Parker Nova? Better than it's, that. Uh, Hollywood Spider-Man. Oof. That's a tough one. I'll go with better. Uh, above that is Spider-Man Assassin. I might like Spider-Man Assassin more. Yeah, I, I'm fine putting it under that because it would not beat Thunderworld. No. So our new 34 is Anti-Life Dark Side 1. Which brings us to a total of 413 universes. We got some questions in this week, Devin. Oh man, what are they, Luke? We definitely didn't forget and almost got done recording with Adam. So the first one comes from The Beverage, who wants to know, If you were an electric Superman, what color would you want to be? Any color, not just red or blue. Wait, so I can just be any color? Yeah, but, you know, it's like that super electric Superman costume design. That'd be like a neon green. Uh, I'd probably go... Just be real like a, loud and obnoxious. Neon green is good. I was going to say yellow just so you get it across, but I think the electric blue suit does work really well. And, like, later on... See, to me, he just looks like Archangel every time I like look at him, though. What weird design for Archangel are you thinking about? Mostly it's just that, let's see, his hood. Hmm. Because okay. he has the bit that like goes over his head, which is very reminiscent of Archangels. Slash Angels. And, uh... Then Xavier Files. Frequent question ask, asker wants to know... Is it the best Def Leppard song in reference to Rock of Ages? I'd say Pour Some Sugar on Me is better. I don't listen to Def Leppard, so I don't know. Okay. Well, uh, you can send us questions at the Twitter. Here, yeah, let's Wikipedia Def Leppard. What are some popular songs that I might be aware of existing?
discography. There's also Bring It on the Heartache, which is pretty good. I think I know what that one is. They apparently did a cover of Waterloo Sunset? No. <sighs> I'm going to go with I Don't Know. Okay. That's good. Thank you guys for sending in questions. So, next week we'll be doing uh, a Aliens tie-in episode. Sorry for people who are still looking forward to DC 1 million. Uh, you can find more about us at MultiverseQ.com, and hopefully we'll have some image galleries up because we're a bit behind on that. Uh, at MultiverseQ.com, follow us on Twitter, Facebook if you enjoy the show. Support us on Patreon so you can put money behind your calls for us to just do DC 1 million already or if you want us to do specific episodes uh, you can let us know on there Devin where can people find you online you can find me online at Fred Ofet, that's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T and Luke where can people find you you can find me online at Coltrick that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G or at LukeHair.com which I have still not updated also please give a listen to if you have not to our spinoff podcast Exiled Podcast a live play RPG and that updates every Saturday, which I need to get today's episode up. Um, yeah, thank you again for listening. See you next week as we get Xenomorphed. Until then, this one's for Hank.